Today's daf is Pei Hey 85, and we pick up on uh, Pei Dalit Amud Bet in the middle, the two dots. Ketad um, Yasa. So, what does a man do if he gave his wife a get? Chutz, uh, you're mutar to everybody except from Reuven. Uh, so, assuming that that's not valid, all the rabbis who argue in Rabbi Eliezer, what do you do? So, it says Ketad Yasa. What should you do? You let a man to take it from him and re-give it to her, and just give it and simply say Haveyat Mutar L'Chol Adam. So, says the Gemara. Montana, who's the Tana that says that you can't just reframe what you've done, you know, make a new statement to override the earlier one, you have to give it a second time. So, Amr Chizkiah says Chizkiah, um, Rabbi Shimon, uh, Rabbi Shimon Lezer, he, it's Rabbi Shimon Lezer, just having done the right stuff, Rabbi Shimon Lezer Omer, um, so, if you remember before, there was a discussion if a man gives a get and says to a woman that uh, this is a like a star chov. Here's a little, uh, you know, uh, here's a little uh, document of, uh, of of a debt, um, and she opens it up and ha ha, it's a get. So that's not good because it wasn't given to her as a get. So the chachamim say you can just say hey take once it's in her hand, and Rabbi Melezer says you have to re-give it to her. So this seems to be a general debate. It was given in an improper way. Do you have to take it back and re-give it? Or can you just now reframe it? So it says, of course, since this says you have to re-give it and say, and not say chutz, that sounds like Rav Shimon Lezer that says that you have to re-give it. You can't just reframe it. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, no. It can even be Rabbi that argues on Rav Shimon Lezer. Rabbi who says that when you say that it's a, like, you know, it's an IOU document and it's turns out to be a get, you have to, you, you can just restate what it is. You don't have to do an, another act of giving. Here, however, you'd have to give another act, do another act of giving. Why? So, a few Rebbe. Dilchon Amar, because one of you says, so if you look at Rashi, who's one of you? That was Rav Kahana, that came from Eretz Yisrael, to learn, so that came from Bavel, to learn in Eretz Yisrael, and to learn from Rabbi Yochanan. So when Rabbi Yochanan would tell over Torah in the name of Rav Kahana, and presumably when he would be relating it to people in Bavel, he would say, yeah, that guy of yours, you know, that one of yours says, so Rav Kahana says, so what does he say? Why here does everybody agree you would have to re-give it? Here, she does possess it to become puzzled to Kuna. What does that mean? It means here, when you say, this is your debt except for Ruvain, um, remember we had the whole discussion before, that she would, even though it's not a good get, she'd be puzzled for a Kohen. It's a Reach get. So, and basically what this is saying is, if you want me to use, uh, I'll use brisker terminology, is it when the original giving wasn't a giving at all, or was it a giving but a bad giving? Okay, which is a way of also framing when is there a reach haget problem. If it's something you consider to have been not a get at all, so there's no reach haget. If it was like a get but a bad get, there could be a reach haget. So here too, the question about whether you have to do a new act of giving, if the original act was not a giving of a get at all, but he said, here's a star chove. So that's reframing it as something completely different than a giving of a get. So if it wasn't a giving of a get at all, then you might be able to to say, you know what, you're now holding on to my get, and I'm going to say, hey, gitech. I'm going to make it now an act of a giving of a get. That framing might be enough. You don't have to do another re-giving. However, if it was a bad giving of a get, you said, chutz me ruvein, so if it's a bad act, in a way, you have to now do a completely different act to make it into a, a good act. Okay? So 
So you could have said maybe the opposite. You could have said if it wasn't a giving of a get at all, you have to take it back and do a giving of a get. As opposed to if it was a bad giving of a get, you can fix it and make it a good giving of a get. But you understand this position as well, right? Which is, is that if it was a bad giving, then the act of giving a get was done and it was done wrong. You want to now do, a get, do it right? Take the get back and give it again. Don't say chutz. Whereas if the act of giving a get wasn't done at all, you said it's a shtar chov, then now, so you didn't even give a get yet. So now you say, hey, gita, hey, and that frames it all as a giving of a get. Okay, so that's what, um, that's what uh, Rabbi Yochanan is saying in the name of Rav Kahana, and that's really a very interesting question, because we've had a number of times through this Masechet, the question of, do you have to take the get back and give it again? And in one place, and most of the, it seems like you do, you have to take it back and give it again. And in one place, Rabbi said, you don't have to take it back and give it again. If you said it's a shtar chov, and she's holding on to it, and you said, you know what, it's a get, that's good. And the Gemara here saying it might have been really only in a case like that, where fundamentally it wasn't even given as a get, then you say something afterwards and that reframes it as a giving of a get. But if it was given as a get and it's a bad giving, or a bad get, or whatever, then you have to redo the whole thing from the beginning. Yes? In other words, forget the IOU. Yeah. Am I supposed to lechatchila say yeah. and give it? Yeah. So you can reverse the order and give it first and then... Say. Yeah, which is a chiddish, because you might have right. said that, right, that you, what you say later can't reframe what you did earlier, but that's, so that's definitely so a chiddish. And, that yeah, that, exactly, that's a chiddish in Rebbe, but the Gemara is saying that even there, that's only because you basically had a blank slate to work with. If it actually was bad, then it was a bad giving of a get, you have to do the whole thing again. Okay, very important conceptual question. Now the Gemara says like this, if the idea of chutz mitloni, chutz miruvein, was written in the get, then even if you erase it, it's not good, because the whole get was written without really having the power to be megaresh. Okay? So even if now the text is changed, okay, it was never written as a good get. Um, now, by the way, before we get to that issue, we need to establish the basic point that that, that, that means that under normal circumstances, an erasure could work in a get. So look at Tosvos, um, right, the, the last of the narrow lines here. In Tosvos says, Pirish, get el It was only written on the condition of like Chutzmi Ruvain, which makes it invalid. Okay, and then you can't make it all of a sudden now good, a good sort of power of Gerishin if it was never written as a, as a good instrument to begin with. The Enkan Krisus. Okay, so erasing doesn't do any good. Okay, and then Tosvos says, Mash Medavka Chutz. That only in this case of chutz, if you erase it, it's no good. But if you do other erasures, kasher beget. Now, why, why, are we, why aren't we concerned that an erasure maybe means that, you know, you changed what it actually said originally? So, so he says, but what you have to do is you have to be mekayim it before the word sharir v'kayam. The purpose of sharir v'kayam, which you're probably familiar with with Iksuva, like the last words are hakol sharir v'kayam, means these are the last words of the document. Okay, and you can't add anything after the word sharir v'kayam. So if you had an erasure up on a certain line, what you would do is before the words hakol sharir v'kayam, you would write, b'shurash niyah, you know, there's a, a letter is crossed out or a letter is erased and blah, 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 blah. You write it in the get itself, in the ksuva itself. Yes, you basically wrote the ksuva, and you wrote Ruvain, and then you wait, his name wasn't Ruvain, it was Shimon, okay, blah, 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 okay. Then before you had a kosher river kayam, you would write something like, b'shurash niyah, 
you know, yesh mechak or whatever, you know, blah blah blah. Hakol sharia v'kaya. I once did a wedding. Yeah. Told by someone that what very experienced that I wrote that. Yeah. But on the other side. Yeah. Doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Instead of writing it on the face of the ketubah. How does that help? What do you mean? How, do you how does that help us on the upper side? Then what I could do is I don't like something in the Ksuv. I cross out the word 300. I write the word 100. And I pride it on the back side. Right, did you get the Adim to sign it? Yeah, on the back. Just so that when it was framed, it would be up. You I understand. Wait, but, but, but when you wrote your correction on the back, you wrote did, it, did, Adam, did Adam sign yeah. the fact? That, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's a different story. It's an aesthetic thing. Like I understand, people. but my question is, how, how, what's going to stop somebody from going ahead? They don't like something in the document. They cross it out. They, they write what they want. And on the flip side, they just say, hey, I made a change in the document. No, as long as it's done with Adam. Uh, did Adam sign what you wrote on the back? Yeah. Not just what you on the front right okay fine alright anyway so that's a different story can you have like Adim write it somewhere else and then have after Kosher Baram have it say something else and then have the Adim be Mekayim the fact that you made a fix okay but anyway but the point is that so that you should not be able to go ahead and obviously change the document at will oh you know it's a check that you wrote out for me for ten hundred for ten dollars I'm going to write it say ten thousand dollars okay you need there obviously to it either appears before HaKosher Kayam, or you would need a Kiyom of the Adim on that separate career Direction. Okay, so Tosa says that you can do, technically speaking. Okay, and as we're going to see at the end of today's stuff, we go crazy about how precise everything has to be in a get. So any get that's a cross out, we would prefer not to do. So basically, we'll probably wind up doing it over again. Okay, suvas were not as machmir on at, at all. Anyway, so in principle, you can make a correction. Okay, however, Tosa says that, that does not work when it is done on when it's written with a which fundamentally makes it not a sort of you know not a uh, act of gerushin. The idea of chutz miruvein is not fundamentally the das gerushin or the effect of gerushin, so that can't be corrected. Now I do have to tell you that I do find it a little bit strange because if you say like you know um, um, you know that the edim are the ones that make it into a get, right? I mean whether you say edim mesira karti or edim chasima karti, you know you could have said that before it's signed, it's not yet a get, it's just words on a paper. It's the affixing of the signature that transforms it in, and gives it the power of the get. So you could have said that as long as it's erased before it's signed, the signing turns it into a get. Although as we've seen before, even the writing of the sofer, this does depend on edim mesira and edim chasima karti, right? Even the right, according to at least the position of Edi Mesirakarti, the writing of the sofa has to be done with the direct sivoy of the Baal. And the sofa has to be like directly empowered and, you know, commanded by the Baal. So it could be that if you emphasize not the signatures of the Edim, but the act of the writing of the Get, that you can't change it. But if you emphasize the signatures of the Edim, it's not so clear to me why you can't erase it and just have the Edim sign it once it's in the right form. But okay, one way or the other it says erasing it doesn't work if it was written with Chutzmi Ruvain because that fundamentally is not an expression of Gaelishin. <laughs> yes, Michael. Please understand. He says only with this. So let's say you write on the Gaelishin Right, and then you cross out Lachar Shloshim Yom. Then there has been... No, that would be good. Well, that, that shouldn't be because it's not pre yet now. It doesn't matter. 
Funda- no, no, fundamentally, no, it doesn't matter. The, the, the whole, that's the point of the Mishnah. If fundamentally it doesn't express Gerashin, right, then you can't, then you can't now have make it express Gerashin. If it express Gerashin and had some conditions, something that was seen external, you can get rid of those external things. Okay? But again, you know, this Rebbe Meir who says you can find a Gepa Ashba and sign it, it was written for a different man, right? I don't think that Rebbe Meir would have a problem for it, right? But it's the position of Rebbe Eliezer that the writing has to be done perfectly that you then can't change it it was fundamentally written not as a get and so saying Chutzmi Ruben is saying you're fundamentally not writing a get I mean, yes I don't know you actually know if something was erased right whether it was well, you wouldn't. I mean, it's true. Is it possible that something could get through the basin? Is it possible you could have written instead of Chutzmei Ruvain, you wrote Almanachati, you know, you wrote Chutzmei Ruvain, and then you crossed it out. And on the bottom you said, it originally said, and we crossed that out. Okay, so nobody would be the wiser. That's true. It's possible that nobody would be the wiser. But if you do know, if you're the sofer, you're the rabbi overseeing the whole thing, right? Yeah, sometimes things can get through. That's certainly true. Okay, so let's take a look at the Gemara. Amar of Safra. It says only it's a problem if it's written in the get itself. Pshita, obviously, that's what the mission says. I mean, the fact that he's emphasizing it means that he's trying to say, don't try to expand the scope of this Mishnah. Okay? So the Gemara says, no. Um, that maybe the fact that writing inside invalidates the get and you can't even erase it is only if you wrote after the essence of the get. The essence of the get is basically, let's say, you know, etc. And then after that, you were in some, you know, if you wrote it later on in the boilerplate thing, so that's not a central. The basic power of the get was already written. Okay? If beforehand, before the there was an idea of chutz. Um, maybe even it's verbal it's puzzle, which means the way Rashi says because again this so focuses on the writing is actually interesting Rashi talks about the fact that what you said to the Adim but again because of this Kamar this Kamar is focusing on the act of writing not the signing of the Adim so Tosa says what did you say to the Sofer so I'm going to go with Tosa's. so before you said to the Sofer Michael here's my Sofer and I said Michael you know write write but I want to tell you that this is while you're writing my whole intent is to give it to her so I'm going to be Megarish, my wife, and go ahead and write that get. So Michael is writing it, and he gets to He didn't write one thing in the get, but when he was writing the words, it was based on my instructions to him and my das to frame it that it was going to be Chutzmi Ruvain. So in that case, again, there's no evidence that that was true. You can't see it. But if we're aware that that was the case, maybe even if I change my mind, we have to throw out the get. Because we know that it was written in that framing, right? So even though it's not physically in the get, since that was the frame of mind and the way I directed Michael to write it, that maybe says it was not written as a ge- as Gerishin. There was no Das Gerishin in the get. Because Chutzmi Rubin is fundamentally, right? If I said to Michael, Michael, you know, write it to, the, the, you know, you know, write it that it'll be, I don't know, Chal Misa, and he writes, right? Or like, you know, write it that it's, you know, wh- you know, you, what constitutes me being Mitzavahim to write it as a get? So that's 
that's a reasonable question. So you might have thought that in that case, even if nothing is written in the get, if we know it was written with that in mind, the key line, maybe it's not but fundamentally. No, that's the, but that's his point. His point is, don't say that. Okay? So, so, well, because we're going to see somebody who does say that. Okay. If he only gave that as an oral uh, instruction, puts me... No, no. The, the mission starts with saying, if I give it to a get that looks totally fine, but I say, chutz me shivin, it's not a good get. Right. right. But the question here is, I could change my mind. I don't have to say, right? I could take it back and give it again without saying that. I could not say that at the moment I give it. At what stage, though, is it not that the act of giving the get was invalid, but the get itself as an object, as an instrument of divorce is invalid? So the mission says that that was written in the inside of it. So the, what the first statement here in the Gemara is, don't say that there are cases where even if it's not written, the instrument is invalid. If it's written, then even at the end of the get it's a problem. But if the instruction to do it chutz ruving occurred before the key line, maybe that's an invalid instrument even after you change your mind because the act that key line was not written with Das Gewishim. Don't say that, he says. Okay? If the instruction was given before the key line was written, even a verbal instruction to get as an instrument is invalid because it wasn't written with Das Gewishim. Kamash Malon, that we don't say that. Now, I made such a good argument for that. Why don't we say that? But again, you could say that anything that's verbal does not affect the actual sort of like, you know, uh, 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 instrument of the get itself. That's just the das I'm going to have of how I'm going to frame the Gerishin, but the get as an instrument fundamentally is going to be Megarish completely because that goes by what's written, not by what's thought at the time. That's the first position. That's Rav Safra. But this is going to be contrasting. The reason we're saying it is because Verava Amar, Rava says Lo Shanu El Although that, when is writing inside invalidate it, even if you erase afterwards, after the key line. But if before the key line was written, even verbal instruction invalidates because then the key line was written without proper das geirishim. I understand that. That's not what our Mishnah says. Because our Mishnah, he's telling you, our Mishnah is talking about at, at the end of the get. But it doesn't say that. I understand. It's Michael, this is the first time that you're seeing something, that an interpretation that's not the shot of the Mishnah? All right. Now, Rava goes according to his reasoning to Amalu Rava Lahanu Dixivigiti. Rava so to the Sofrim who write a get. Keep the cousins quiet, okay? Until you get the Torah written. So the husband says, yeah, write a get to my wife, write, you know, you know, that I'm divorcing her. So then he says, you know, get some people to talk to the guy about like the latest movies or whatever, what he saw on TV last night. Keep him quiet, keep him distracted till the sofa gets to the key line. Because if you have him, because if he's going to say something before the sofa gets to the key line, then he could invalidate the get as an instrument, okay? So let's first get the get as a good instrument of divorce and then if he has some weird ideas about how he wants to give it we can work with it at that stage still didn't make it time when he gives it to yeah him. but then you can take it back and give it again or whatever but at least we'll have to get as a good instrument of divorce I mean, we don't have to worry about writing it all over again. exactly okay so clearly for Rava right so clearly for Rava if there was the instruction of Chutz that occurred prior, it would actually um, invalidate the get, even if that was not written, it, that was instructed prior to the writing, it would invalidate it even if it wasn't written inside the get. Now, Rebbe just says silence him. It sounds like you don't want him to say anything. So what this is doing is this is leading to the next stage of the Gemara, which is that then you might take this one step further. Fundamentally, what makes it not be an instrument is that he said chutz even according to Rava, or that it was written, according to everyone, okay? But, but we might say, we don't want him to 
make any conditions prior to the writing because like you know everything else gzeira atu chutz since there's one thing that really invalidates the get when he says chutz we might want to prevent him as a general rule from making any types of statements and stipulations because there's one type of a thing that will really invalidate it okay and that's what we're going to sort of move on to yes I might have lost the train of thought. In other words, what if she gives uh, you the document, he makes an oral condition, yep. or, and then she moves to another city and she gets married, she has her document. Right. What's going to validate his saying that, oh, I told her this? Right, so that was a discussion earlier. He, he When he makes these oral conditions, there, ha- there are witnesses present. Okay. And now, if she says, no, there were no, there were no conditions, and he says, yes, there were, then say to him, bring the witnesses. And if he can't produce the witnesses, we're going to assume there were no conditions. All right? All right. So... You didn't lose the train of thought, but that was just like another piece of the puzzle. Okay, Tanu Rabbanan. I wouldn't blame you if you did lose the train of thought. Tanu Rabbanan. Okay. Call it not imposlim beget. Tivei Rebbe. All conditions invalidate get. That's what Rebbe says. We'll see what it means. The Chachami Momim. Kol Shapasul Apeh. No, no, no. Only something that's orally would be a problem is a problem in writing. If it's not a problem orally, it's not a problem in writing. Which invalidates it if it's oral. Invalidates if it's written. On the condition that some normal tznai, which is not a problem if it's oral, is not a problem in the get, get itself. Now, what is Rebbe saying? So, if you just had this brighter, you could have said that Rebbe is saying a very interesting idea. That you could have said that Rebbe is saying that the word is baguette. That Rebbe is saying that any condition, any condition, if you write it in the get, fundamentally compromises the creases of the get. Right? Remember, you know, we had conditions that like hang over her head for her whole life. Right? Of that you never drink wine your whole life. That's not creases. But to some degree, any condition is not a full creases. The husband is still exercising control after the event. So maybe what Rebbe could say, I'm, I'm, this is not what the Gemara says at all, I'm just warning you, I'm just dealing now in a hypothetical way of understanding Rebbe, he could say, look, if the get itself is 100% you're divorced from me, and you verbally make some condition, then that doesn't compromise the creases. It has a reality. There's some condition that has met, but fundamentally the get is 100 absolute, you know, unconditional divorce. Okay? Right. But it's, it's a separate. But if you put it in the get, you're compromising the very sense that the get fundamentally expresses an absolute divorce. The get is not absolute. The get itself, in the chefts of the get, right, the actual instrument, the actual thing that expresses the divorce is itself, you know, conditional. Um, that is a way of explaining Rebbe. And that's why I don't write it in the get it out at all. Okay, that's not, that's a great, I, I really like that. It's a nice Gemara. It's not at all what the Gemara is going to say. Okay, the basic way the Gemara is going to understand this is through the lens of what we talk about before. And you sort of see it because of the rabbi's response back about the issue of chutz. Okay? And the basic way is the following, is that um, Tozel says, I'm going to read it through the other way Tozel understands it, okay? Tozel says, the point is like this. Let's say you went ahead. Tozel says the issue at stake is that the condition, you had a condition and it wasn't met but the condition that had been in the get had been erased. Okay? So let's start with a Chachamin. You had written the get, and she never gave Matayim Zuz. But you know what? Before you had it signed, you erased that condition. Okay? So the Chachamin are going to say, look, Chutz, when you, Chutz that's written 
if you erase chutz, it doesn't matter. Chutz is always a problem, as we see. Chutz fundamentally compromises the identity of it as a get. Okay, so if, if that's erased, it doesn't help you. Okay? But something like a condition, or like any other condition, that verbally would not be a problem. So you know what? Even if it's written in the get and then erased, it also goes away. So that's the way Tosos understands it. The question is, can you erase a condition in, that's written in the get and make it go away? So the Reb, so Rebbe says, no. Since you can't erase chutz in the get, I won't let you erase another any other condition that's written in the get. Yeah. Okay? Why gzeira it'll lead to chutz. That's basically the way we're going to understand it. Okay? So, if, so, whereas the Chachamim say, no, 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 only thing that's ever a problem is chutz. Chutz you can't put in, you can't even erase it even if you did put in. Okay, chutz is the problem. But Rebbe is saying, if it's talking about written in the get itself, then once something is written, I'm not going to allow it to be erased. The same way I won't allow chutz to be erased, that's not going to help. Anything else also erasing it won't help. Okay, I know the Brighter doesn't explicitly talk about erasing. Trust me on this. This is the way Tosos reads it. It's the easiest, in my understanding, it's the easiest way to make sense of what's going on. Let's see what the Gemara says, okay? Um, Okay, so let's take a look. I'm a Rebbe Seira. Says Rebbe Seira. Um, uh, okay. The debate here is, again, I'm reading it Tosis' way, a condition that was written and then erased. Um, does that make it go away? Um, that's if it was written before the Torah. The Rebbe Sever Gazmin and Almanat Atuchot, that if we let you go ahead and write and erase a condition before the Torah, that'll come to the case of doing the same thing with chutz, or also it might, you know, come to a case of like chutz that's verbal as well, which also is a type of a problem. For abundance every No, we're not afraid. Okay? But that's when it's before the Torah, where there's a whole range of things to be afraid of, because you could also be afraid about a verbal instruction of chutz that would also invalidate it. Okay? At least according to some. Of Torah, something that comes after the key line of the get, everybody would say that something written that an almanac written in the get after the punchline that would be okay and if you would erase it it would go away again I'm reading it like Tosos and our mission that says that if you write it and erase it it's no good and we're talking about chutz but in our mission it's clear that the only problem is erasing chutz erasing almanac would not be a problem so now you see why Tosos describes it about erasing because that's the problem emphasis of the Mishnah so either the fact that our Mishnah implicitly is saying that it's okay to erase other conditions right everybody gets how our mission is implicitly our mission says you can't erase chutz from the get so implicitly in the Mishnah you can erase other conditions so that's either talking about before the Torah and it's the Rabbanon because Rebbe before the Torah would say you cannot erase other conditions the Yibai say or it could be after the Torah and everybody would be okay with it okay so that's basically a question do we allow you to erase other conditions or is it too close to a case of Chutz and Rebbe says no but that's only in the most extreme case when it's before the Torah so the first language here is that is to say the writing and erasing it when it when it it doesn't help by erasing exactly it applies or stands on only bechut right exactly exactly. No, 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 no. Rebbe, who's concerned about erasing things or whatever, they don't go away, that's 
even after the Torah. The Rebbe Savar Gazrin and Atulisnea Torah, that'll lead to before the Torah. For Abundant Savar Lo Gazrin, we're not concerned. Atulisnea Torah. Avalisnea Torah, but to write it beforehand, Divyar Kol Puzzle. Everybody would agree that that's invalid. Yeah, similar to Rav's idea that all. Exactly. As Michael correctly connected the dots, Rav before said, we want to keep the husband quiet, right, you know, before the Torah. And as I pointed out at that time, it sounded like quiet about not saying anything. So again, even though the key problem of all of this is chutz, but we're broadening it. We're broadening it to saying don't make any conditions before the Torah. Don't write certain things in the get and erase them afterwards, even if they're not chutz. Because all of these, because of the chutz type of a concern. So therefore, Rav says, before the Torah, Everybody would agree that if once it's written in the get, it's too dangerous, too close to being close, it's a problem. Okay, anything. After the Torah, then we could debate Rebbe versus the Rabbanon. One minute. Our mission that has erasing it is a problem if it was written, but only in the case of Chutz, which suggests that erasing another condition is okay. The Avalamanas Lopasiel, erasing another condition is not a problem. That's Acharat Torah, that would only be after the key line. Rabbanon he and that would be the Rabbanon because Rebbe would say it would always be puzzle any condition that's erased in the get but the Rabbanon at least allow an erased condition after the Torah okay Tani Avur Kamed Rebbe Avin Kamed Rebbe Zera Kisru Get Altnai Diver Kol Pasul so if you wrote it on a condition which presumably means the condition was written in it okay everybody says it's invalid Diver Kol Pasul what do you mean everybody says it's invalid but Miflut Bali we saw before that there was a debate that at least there's some scenarios that the rabbis say you can have a condition written in a get and erased. So, Ella Ema Lizimiako Kosher. Okay, forget it. Everybody says it's Kosher. Okay, the Eichi Dami, what's a case that a, a written condition Ella everybody would say is Kosher? Right. So, that would be right. So, we'll, we'll see that in a minute. La'achara Torah. It would be after the Torah. So, it would be after the Torah, and it would be, remember, this was Rabbi Zera who was respond, yeah. responding. And Rabbi Zera says that everybody agrees after the Torah you can erase a condition. The whole debate about Rabbi was before the Torah, but at least, again, it's a condition. It's not chutz. And everybody agrees that after the Torah, even that would be okay to erase. Okay, la'achar Torah. So the Gemara says, Vilema Harez Apostle Verebi. I don't get it. Why not say that if you wrote a condition, it's always puzzle, like your original version said, but take out the Dive Hakov. Again, this is within Rebbe Zera. For Rebbe Zera, everybody says that after the Torah, right, it's okay. The whole debate is before the Torah. So he said, It's not Ledivyakol Pasul. So we switched it to Ledivyakol Kasher after the Torah. So now we're saying, why don't you keep your teaching of Pasul and say, Lerebi it's Pasul. And we would be talking, and we would be talking about before the Torah. Okay, the Lema raised the Pasul for Rebbe, and would be talking about before the Torah. So the Gemara says, no. Okay, no, no. If you had a tradition that it said, in such a situation, everybody says X, you're not going to get wrong the fact that the condition was everybody agrees. You might have forgotten what does, does everybody agree puzzle or does everybody agree kosher, but you're not going to get wrong the fact that the basic teaching was everybody agrees. Okay? He remembered the Divrei HaKol. Kosher but puzzle Miklas. He could have gotten confused. Did everybody say kosher or everybody say puzzle? But he knew that it was clearly the text was everybody says something. Harei Zeb, Divrei HaKol, to say that his tradition originally was, oh, according to Rebbe, it's a problem and he got it mixed up in his head to mean everybody says it's a problem Lo that's not something he would have gotten confused about 
Okay, but anyway, what we have seen here at the end is a fascinating issue, which is that two things. One is a Xera point, and the other is a fundamental point. The fundamental point is that when the writing is done in the mindset of Chutz, that actually invalidates the writing, that presumably is according to Rabbi Eliezer, that, sa- that says Rabbi uh, Adim is Sirakarti, because Rabbi Rabbi Neir, the only writing that really matters is the signing of the Adim. Okay, um, that's number one. Um, and number two is the idea that when do we invalidate certain things that are said orally or certain things that are written in the get that really aren't a problem but that might actually um, um, excuse me wait, wait, hold on let me say, say, say that again excuse me let me pull back again and say that again according to Rav Safra excuse me I jumped out according to Rav Safra right Rav Safra says that even an oral instruction doesn't invalidate the writing of the get if it's not ri- if it's not physically written inside right let's not forget Rav Safra's point Rav Safra's point is I could have told the Sofer write it and I'm going to give it to my wife Chutzmi Ruvain and as long as he doesn't write the words Chutzmi Ruvain that does not affect the fundamental nature of the get Okay, so that's Rav Safa. That's important to remember. He only, it's an only a problem when it's written in. Again, if I say it when I give it, get it's a problem. But in terms of making it a valid instrument, if, it's not, if, the, if, if, if that framing is not expressed in the get, it does not affect its legitimacy as an instrument. That's important. Rav says a verbal instruction can affect its legitimacy as an instrument if it came before the key word was being written. That's one debate. And then the other debate is when you actually go ahead and have something, you know, when do we make certain things they wrote? Don't let you make any conditions because you'll come to say chutz, you know, before it's written. Don't write something and erase it even if it's another condition because it'll lead to erasing a case of chutz before or after the turf. Those are all more secondary questions of making things they wrote to protect against the case of chutz. But the basic issue is in the case of chutz is that only a problem, does it only invalidate the instrument when it's written in the get or does it, e- could it even invalidate it just on the basis of a verbal instruction? Okay, yes. Is there a, b- before we got into these sugyot about um, <coughs> the meaning of im and almanat and chut, right? There were sugyot about conditions, right? And there, the the, the critical word was me'achshav, right? So, is this all riding? This is all a. Like what's the relationship between... No, I mean, is only a problem if the guy dies. If the guy doesn't die and you didn't say Me'achshav, then it'll just take effect when the condition is met. You don't need Me'achshav. You need Me'achshav to address a case where he dies before the condition is met. And also, according to one, you know, the position we seem to pass, like Amanas functions as Me'achshav. Kol Chomer Amanas Chomer Me'achshav Zami. Right, so... But Amanas is not necessary. Amanas is only necessary in like a Shriv Mirak case where, you're, where, where you want it to, where it can't take effect after the condition is made. Right, but you could have a get that, you could have a get in what you say, right, because we saw, like, Le'achar Shloshim Yom. Yeah. Right? So, so why, why is that fundamentally any different uh, um, from Chutz Me'ruven because Chutz Me'ruven is in perpetuity and yeah one case fundamentally it has the effect of, of never kicking in effect, one case it's the effect of at its particular, which begins at a certain time and the other fact the basic act that it's doing is not an act of Gerashin an act of Gerashin is Shizmu Tarat L'chol right that was the whole point yeah, yeah. Whole right exactly <laughs> okay let's look at the next Mishnah so here's another case of Ella or Ella or Chutz or whatever. Okay, but the people that are being excluded are people that anyway she can't marry or she can't have sex with. Well, we'll see the difference. Well, it like okay, Chazir case though. No, because this directly goes to now that was an almanat. That was a condition. This is an Ella, which is probably a Chutz. And the point here is, is that is it fundamentally saying it's not doing the job of Croesus? 
because it's not allowing her to marry or have sex with certain people but the only people it's not allowing you to marry or have sex with are people she anyway couldn't have married or sex with so how could that really be compromising its effect of creases okay I think it's supposed to the chazir which is an effective creature but just like exactly it's just a condition that yeah. and there the question was was that is it a binding condition here the question is is it a good get okay Thank you, Right? Anybody that Kiddushin would not be binding. Presumably, meaning like, he stays in Ebed. I mean, he could be freed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Gemara will, will deal with that. It's possible that they would convert or free. They said the Gemara will deal with that. But right now, they're in Ebed or non Jew. Except for these scenarios of of um, people that you are forbidden to marry, but but as we're going to see, it's uh, not only just a love. I mean, the case of an evet also is just a love. It's not just because of how weighty it is, right? The first list. The problem was not just that the first people on the list he was chayiv misa chayiv kares, because evet or a non-Jew also might just be a lotase and not a kares. Okay, but the point was by an evet and a non-Jew, it's not binding. By these people, an Omana marrying a coin Gadol, a Grusha marrying a coin Hedyot, etc., the Kiddushin is a Lota. I say, well, actually, by. by I'm sorry, what's the case? Like, well, I, I will get to that in a minute, Michael. I understand the problem with the case. Okay? But in these types of cases, she's saying, um, he, let's take the Grusha. I don't begin to understand the Omana case, which is, I know what you're bothered by. But let's say the Grusha case. He'll say, vis a Kohen, you're still my wife. Now, she's all, now, even if it, she didn't make that exception, even if they chutz, if they chutz me kohanim, so you could say, well, he, she's not, he's not really exclu- he's not really, you know, sort of, sort of, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, limiting the Gavishin, because she anyway was ushered to marry kohanim, because she was a grusha. But the difference was, was that by, if he hadn't said that, it would have been binding. It would have been prohibited, but it would have been binding, because a marriage that's an Isralav, that's not a non-Jewer slave, a normal Isralav, the marriage is binding. So by saying, except from them, I actually am actually compromising the effect of the Gershon. Because without me having said that, it would have been a binding marriage if she had chosen to marry a Kohen. And now it's not going to be a binding marriage. Okay? So in the case of the first list of the Mishnah, the relatives and the Evid and the non-Jew, it wouldn't have been binding. So me to say that, that the Gershon is not effective vis-a-vis them doesn't, have, doesn't make a difference. Anyway, she could, it was a marriage to the other, those would not have been binding. But here a marriage would have been binding. So me limiting the Gershon vis-a-vis a Kohen is a real limit of the Gershin. Now, Michael is saying, like, what's the case of a Manolkin Gadol? Like, why do you even have to get to that? Every single case is a case of a Grusha. I know, it was just thrown in, okay? Anyway, she's not a Manolkin, at least he's a Mimi, she's a Grusha. She might have been a Manolkin based on a previous husband. Anyway, it was just thrown in, okay? Or I had married her and she was a Mamzeres, or I was violating, but now she's married to the next guy as well doesn't matter if I say it's not a get vis-a-vis other people even though other people are anyway forbidden to her because she's a mamzeres okay I at least it would have been a binding kiddushin by me holding back the gayrishin I'm preventing it from being a binding kiddushin so in those cases or Bas Yisrael and Mamzer will Nassim where I'll say it won't be a, a, a it won't be an effective get vis-a-vis a mamzer okay anyway there's a prohibition for kiddushin if I try to withhold the effect of the Gerashin towards anybody that otherwise 
Kiddushin would be binding, even if it would be prohibited. Afilu Bavera, even though it would only be binding through a prohibition. Pasul, it's an invalid get. Okay, so the get cannot exclude her. We already learned it cannot exclude her from a random guy, Ruvain. But it also can't exclude her from, even if that guy is somebody she anyway was not allowed to marry, that's still considered like it's a holding back of the scope of the get. But if it only prevents her from, if it only being held back from people that anyway the marriage wouldn't be binding with, then the effect of the get is not really being held back at all. Yes? She's not allowed to marry, she's not supposed to marry. Well, no, she is not allowed to marry, but it would be chal. She's not allowed. It's not that she can't marry, it's that she may not marry. Okay, if you want to frame it that way, okay? She can marry those people, but she may not. But if I'm so, therefore, that's a case where I am actually, you know, there's a real impact to me holding back the effect of the Gerish. You know, derivative of the Isaret Kare, right? It has to be a Mefar, it has to be Beferush, a Pasuk, that it's an Isaret Yeah, I mean, sometimes the Gemara learns it out. I mean, so... Yeah, it's Christ in Well, yeah. Okay, Klal of the Gemara says Duresha. When the Gemara says the beginning, you know, Zaklal, right? Anybody that, what does it say, Zaklal? Um, uh, what does it say, Klal? Uh, so the kol, who else is included in somebody that kiddushin is not binding with? Other people that weren't mentioned. There's a lot of people in the arayot that is not mentioned. Okay, klola to save her. How about the case of the end? That anybody who kiddushin is binding. Who do we mention that kiddushin is binding that wasn't mentioned in the end? Other Who are the other chayvilavin we didn't mention? So some have the Gersa that spells it out. I mean, the other Chayvik thesis isn't hard. There's a long list. Daughter, you know, whatever. Father, brother, son, whatever. Anyway, Kigon, Amoni, Moavi, Nisni, Mamzer, Adomi. So all these other nations that you're not supposed to intermarry with even if they convert. Okay. Baimene Rav Rav Nachman. Rav asked Rav Nachman. Well, let's say he said, this is sort of like Michael's question, we'll get to Michael's point in a minute. Let's say he says, you can marry anybody except for Ruvain. Now, Ruvain happens to be a minor, he's three years old. So is that, is that right now, it's not affecting, uh, you know, it's not, it's not constricting uh, her freedom, and it's not changing the impact of the get right now, but it will affect it later on. Okay? So... Right now, a katan cannot become like it's the haisal ishacher, cannot marry, so he's not restricting her freedom to marriage or the effect of the get right now. Eventually, he will be in that parsha, and therefore it's considered like right now it's not a full gerishin because of the, it's going to have an impact at least later on. So, Amalei, Tanitua, we taught it. How do we teach it? Ktana miskareshes pikdushe aviha. A, 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 a young girl can be divorced even if her father married her off. So her father married her off and then her father died, let's say, and she's still a minor. So she's married to Arisa because her father married her off. So you can give a get to her as a minor. Now, the Gemara, you might remember, discussed how, how small, you know, how young she, can she still be that's still a legitimate act. But she can certainly give it to her before she's bat mitzvah. Okay, so what does that show you? The Amai, why is that? We need the Gerishin to be like the Kiddushin. And since Kiddushin, when there's no father, she has to be an adult. Why don't we say Gerishin when there's no father, she has to be an adult? No, that's not considered to be a problem because it's said that eventually she'll be in that parasha so it's not like a different category of a person in this case here too 
since eventually this minor will be in the, 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 the population of people this woman could marry, and he's now being, he's now being excluded, okay, that's considered to be a real exclusion and a problem in the get. Again, I don't exactly get why we assume because it's true in one case, it's true in the other, but okay. Anyway, the fact that he'll naturally grow up and he's being excluded, that's a problem. Yeah. Yes? Didn't you know, we said if um, the wife was uh, prohibited to Shimon uh, and then, but she married somebody else first Yeah. and then Shimon dies and she and right. that, that it's, it's considered as if since she married first right. that it's not a problem. Yeah, that was according to Rabbi Eliezer that Chutz works. This is according to the Chachamim that Chutz doesn't work. So any case that constitutes a Chutz is an invalid get. So we have to just decide, does this constitute a Chutz? Okay, the other thing was going to Rebbe Now, Chutz minah nolodin mahu. Let's say he said, you mutares to everybody that's alive as of today. But anybody that's born starting today on, this get is not effective. Okay? So what's the story? Is that being excluding it or not? Hashemiah lois yalid. Do we say right now they're not born, so it doesn't, it's not really excluding her right now. It's not, it's not limited in any way. In the here and now. Um, and Odioma asidid misyalid. Eventually they will be born. We taught it. Here's Michael's point. That you, you can, you, if you exclude a slave or non-Jew, it's okay, because anyway you couldn't marry them. So, so, in Isa, um, um, one minute. Now, if it were true that excluding people in the future would not be an issue, so he says, Why don't we say that you're excluding them because they could convert or the slave could be freed? So you see, we're not concerned about the future. We're only concerned about the here and the now. Somebody says, no. They, you can't assume that a non-Jew is going to convert or a slave is going to be freed. People will be born. It will sort of happen naturally. Okay? So therefore, yes, just because we, we, could, still, we could still consider the future to be relevant, but it's a future that can be anticipated, that, that could be expected that will occur. Do we don't know or is that actually answered? So we don't know. So we haven't resolved that question about whether excluding people in the future is considered an exclusion exclusion or not. It's very interesting. In other contexts, we conceive of conversion as a rebirth. Right. Yeah, well, that's also true. Exactly. But it's not a rebirth that you can expect. Right. Okay. Let's get a little further. Let's say he says, with, you can, the only person you can't marry is your sister's husband. Now, right now, she anyway can't marry her sister's husband. But you know when she'll be able to marry her sister's husband? If her sister dies. Okay. So you're not excluding anybody right now. Lay. Um, um, he's not forbidden to him. Oh, Dioma. Maybe sometimes her sister will die. Okay? So do we say that that's a future that can be anticipated right now? So look, you know, they also, they might convert. So, and, and nevertheless, we're not concerned about a future that's not cannot be anticipated. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. There's a difference about how much you can anticipate it. Gerus lo shchicha. The conversion is unlikely. Nisa shchicha. People do die, okay? Death and taxes. So the only question is, who's going to die first? All right? So that's a more anticipated type of a future, and that might be relevant. Chutz mahu. 
let's say he says that um, you cannot, uh, you know, this is a get except for um, if you uh, have sex with a certain man without marriage. Okay, so is that considered to be holding back on the effect of you the marriage? You can marry anyone. No, 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 you can marry anyone. You just can't have sex with uh, Ruvain outside of marriage. Okay? Right, which means then, but you do, then you can't marry anyone else, not just Ruvain. Oh, no, no, no. It's not Amanas, it's Chutz. Okay. What? Yeah, exactly. So that's the most question. Maybe the fact that she's mutter l'chol adam through marriage it means that the fact that there are scenarios where you can't do certain things because the point is, and this is a really good question, the Mishnah focused on is it is it cutting people out that she could otherwise have married, right? So the Mishnah only is focusing on marriage, not on people that she could have had sex with, right? The question of the Mishnah is, are you preventing her marrying certain people? So it says, if you're not preventing her marrying anyone, just having sex outside of marriage, right, maybe that would be okay. So, chutzmi's nu tayich mahu. Binisu and haloshir, there's no marriage that's been excluded. Odilmashir bebiya. Or maybe it's enough that he is prevent, that even in just any act of sex, the, his, you know, she's not free the same way she would be if it was a complete divorce. So, um, I'm late, tanitua, la'abu avich. That your father, you know, my father, your father is excluded. Ubimai. Now, what are you saying that you can't do with my father? Um, you can't get married to my father. So, Abba Avik what are you talking about? You can't marry father without me saying anything. Right? Which, is sort of, which is sort of the point of the Mishnah. But the Gemara is sort of saying, like, you want to try to or something. I don't know. Anyway, Elolav, Biznus, it must be that I mean with sex. You can't do I know. So, uh, so it's like, it's, I don't exactly get it. But my mean is that it's not Chal. Sex can actually take place with the father. Okay, Nisuin cannot be Chal. Okay, but we'll see if the Gemara is going to change that. Ula'amu so only if I say you can't have sex with my father is that a problem because then anyway you weren't allowed to have sex. Halacher, but if I said you can't have sex with Reuven, it's loshir since anyway you couldn't have. It's not considered. It's not a problem. I didn't exclude anything that otherwise would have permitted. Halacher for another person, shear it would be a problem. So you see, just excluding sex is considered a chutz. So the Gemara says no. Dilma b'nisuin. The other din says no. We are talking about nisuin. They got married. It's crazy. You never have a marriage of the father, or whatever. But it did. Now, can't mean halachically you got married because obviously halachically nisuin isn't binding with the father. But it means whatever they, you know, in, in civil law they started living together. They did. They yeah. They did an act that looked like nisuin. So which is anyway pshat is a mishnah regardless because the very fact. If, 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 if the issue of sex made a difference, the Mishnah wouldn't have a basis of distinguishing between the case about father, slave, and non-Jew on one side, and Kohen Grusha on the other side. The basic difference of those categories is whether Kiddushin is binding. So it seems like the emphasis of the Mishnah is, are you excluding a scenario of Kiddushin? Right? But that's what the Gemara is asking. Okay. But that's me. But, but, but anyway, the Gemara's question is, if you excluded a scenario of sex and not Kiddushin, would that also I do want to say something, by the way, which is different than what we've expected before, which you have to realize, is that, because until now, right, the Mishnah imagines that, in theory, like, um, with all these hypotheticals, that you could have a case of chutz that actually worked. Let's say the hypothetical act about chutz min hanoladim, okay, or chutz mi So I said, you're divorced, 
except for people that aren't born yet, or except for your sister's husband. And we poskin that that was okay, because right now they don't, they're not around, so that's not a problem of chutz. And then what happened? Her sister, her sister died. Somebody was born 20 years later, she wants to marry him. What's the halacha vis-a-vis that person? She now wants to marry her sister's husband. Everybody with me here? Okay, if we said that that was not a chutz problem because it wasn't a problem at the time, and now she wants to marry her sister's husband, we would say vis-a-vis her sister's husband, she's what? An ish Right? Are, are you with me? Okay? Which means that the Gemara is considering what we assumed was so absurd about Rabbi Eliezer the other day was that Rabbi Eliezer, as the Gemara said, Lo matzinu muteris How can you be, right, an Asiasis to one person and a Grusha to another person? But now we're suggesting that as long as the exclusion wasn't at the time of the divorce, you actually could have that status. So if we were to pass in worked because they're not around right now so right now I'm not excluding you from anybody I say to Moriah 20 years later she wants to marry somebody that wasn't born at the time of that and she goes out and marries that person vis-a-vis that kid that's now that 20 year old she's an HSE vis-a-vis anybody else she's a Grusha but vis-a-vis all those new kids she's an HSE so we're actually considering that even for the Rabbanan who are you on Rabbi Eliezer right so it's a little bit bizarre that we like what no but it's not saying that and what you're saying when it says Oh, that, you're thinking when it says chutz and it's saying it's going to work it means that it's not compromising and it has no effect yeah. maybe it doesn't say that I, it's a possibility anyway I just wanted to point that out that we seem now to be more okay theoretically with a case of chutz than we were before as long as it doesn't right now compromise you know the scope in the here and now okay let's keep on going um um, okay. Um, let's say he said, assuming you that if you excluded, to, you're married to me when it comes to uh, sex outside of marriage, assuming we said that that was a type of a chutz that was a problem, let's say the only thing he excluded was bia shalokadarka, anal sex. Mahu, bikadarka haloshir, sort of the more natural vaginal sex he did not exclude, so it's not considered a compromise in the scope. Odilma mishkade yishaksiv. The Torah considers both of those to be a form of, of intercourse and of sex, and therefore um, it's, a, it's a limiting her. So, and it's not the full effect of the divorce. Again, but the Gemara imagines that in theory, maybe, it could be in this type of an act of sex, you're my wife, and that act of a sex, you're not my wife. Crazy, right? That a Gerushin could take place halfway. Okay. What about if he says, when it comes to your divorce from me, except I still retain the right to annul your vows. Okay? When it comes to marrying other people, she's totally free. Steve, no. If you're holding on to the right to annul the vows, you're still the husband. So if you're still the husband, you can't, she can't really be divorced. Okay. Let's say he says that you'll still be my wife, that you'll be able to eat my truma. Okay? So, binisu in aloshia, so she's free to marry anyone, so maybe it's a good get. Odioma kinyanka spoke, Steve. No, she's still eating my truma, then that means that she's still my uh, property, or kinyanka spoke, she's still my wife. So, therefore, she can't, it can't be a good get, because I'm still making her my wife. That's a nice one. You're divorced from me. You can marry anybody you want, but when you die, I'll still inherit you. Okay, very nice. Okay, so Mahu Bnisun Aloshir. She's free to marry anyone she wants. Odiyama Lushe Rov Yarasho Taksiv. His flesh, then he inherits her. So if he's inheriting her, she's still considered his flesh. It's wife. It's not a real divorce. 
You're free to marry anyone you want, except when it, if anybody tries to marry you with a star, it won't take effect. They can marry you with a ring, they can marry you with Bia, but if they marry you with a star, vis-a-vis that, you're still my wife. That they can marry in other ways, so they actually, she uh, can actually marry somebody else. No, all forms of Kiddushan are the same. She has to be free to marry in any way possible. So the Mark says, take her. We don't know. Okay, it's not all of them. But again, the fascinating thing is here is that until now I thought that the rabbis fundamentally argued on Rabbi Eliezer and would never allow a woman to be married in this capacity and not in that capacity. And here it sounds like as long as you're not excluding living, breathing people right now, you know, or things, things of a certain type of a central scope, you might be able to say in more marginal things, you actually are still my wife. Very bizarre. Okay, let's just at least turn the page. Hold on, I just want to turn the page. Misha, Gufo shall get the central line of the get. Hareat Mutarat Lechol Adam. You are permissible to marry any man. That's what we're saying. That's like the Torah. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, this should be to you from me a, 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 a book of divorce and a writ of of, uh, of, of uh, separation the get piturin and a document of also of, uh, of uh, a release thank you to marry yourself to any man that you desire which is a nice follow up we just said that the get has to permit her to marry anybody that he wants so he spells that out. But more than just spelling it out, the Gemara is going to say that his, pri- his primary point is the Dane. This, meaning that he is saying that the Ged has to testify about itself that it is the instrument of divorce. That if it just said, you could think he divorced her with some other instrument. He divorced her verbally. And the Ged just proves that she's divorced. Rabbi Yehuda says the Ged has to be clear and has to testify about itself that it is the instrument of divorce. Gufo shall get shichrur, and when you come, by the way, to a writ of freedom of a slave, you are a free woman, you are in your own control, that would be a writ of freedom for a slave, okay, but, and now, but, you know, once we're talking about the actual text, okay, so we'll pick up tomorrow to look at the actual text of the get. Has no valid application at the time of the issue of the document. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's not a tenai. That was actually a chur. Like someone who's not born yet. No, no, no. I could make a tenai. No, 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 no. It's not a tenai. It's because of the chutz. And it's not really considered for excluding when, um, um, when, when maybe there isn't somebody that is currently being excluded.